You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. Back-to-back days of podcasting, indeed. Glenn West alongside Bryce Kuhn, and we talk today as LSU baseball gets ready for Hoover, Alabama, the SEC tournament, which got underway today. Uh, We're recording this after the fact that LSU knows their opponents. South Carolina tomorrow morning, going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Glenn, it's going to be a matchup, too, that a lot of people are going to deem as game three of that weekend series that they never got to play in Columbia due to some torrential downpour, some literally some hurricane-like weather. Uh, But it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. We're going to dive into that matchup. What does the week look like for LSU and really overall, you know, what do the Tigers want to get out of this weekend? You always want to win, but also we're going to talk about, you know, what's realistic, what would feel comfortable heading back to Baton Rouge uh, with. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to like, follow wherever you listen to this audio as well. And we appreciate you tuning in on a fine Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to it right before the game. We appreciate it. Glenn, let's talk about this. South Carolina is the opponent. I watched the game. I know that you were kind of in and out. Uh, looking at the game and everything, the big thing that stood out to me, Glenn, was you know South Carolina's ability to hit with runners in scoring position, taking advantage of the opportunities that Georgia gave them. Uh, we saw you know this past weekend Georgia's pitching uh, is not the greatest. Obviously, uh, they allowed for some opportunities, but you still offensively have to take advantage. Uh, South Carolina did that, and you said right before we came on, it's a potent offense. They're getting healthy. Uh, so, what do you kind of think LSU's running into here in just the first game, which should be an intriguing matchup? Yeah, it should be a very fun matchup. I mean, these are two highly explosive offenses. And, you know, just, just kind of scanning how the game planned out. Um, didn't look like South Carolina had to use a ton of their big bullets out of the bullpen or on the mound. Um, they used one of their better relievers uh, to go, I think, six or seven innings today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they only made one other trip to the bullpen uh, for, for the entire game. So it sounds like they're going to have a pretty healthy pitching staff uh, for tomorrow. Um, and yeah, look, it's going to be a, it's going to be an uh, important matchup for LSU just, just to kind of see how they stack up. Um, we, we kind of know that they're already one of the best offenses in the country and certainly South Carolina has been right up there, um, towards the top of the, the compass this year in terms of offense and just consistency. And like you said, now they're getting a little bit healthier. Um, just, just doing a quick scan of the game today. It did look like uh, the bottom of the order had a lot of success, um, you know, the seven, eight, nine guys, uh, which just shows you just how 
good of an offense they have. I mean, people want to focus mm-hmm. on Petri and what he can do as a true freshman. He's been, you know, fantastic for most of the year. Um, but they they have guys that can go one one to nine and uh, in their lineup, and that's very much how LSU likes to play. That's how they operate as an offense as well. They, you, know, you look at the nine hole hitter Josh Pearson on Thursday and Friday coming through with some of the biggest hits of the season for LSU and those two wins uh, over Georgia. So. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun offensive-oriented matchup. I wouldn't expect. I don't know this for a fact because we don't know who the starting pitcher is going to be uh, at you know what two o'clock on Tuesday when we're recording. So yeah, um, I don't believe it'll be Paul Skeens on Wednesday against South Carolina. I think what you're probably looking at here is a couple of the uh, kind of make it more of a bullpen kind of game. Uh, I would imagine that you know, Riley Cooper, or Bryce Collins. Nate Ackenhausen, those are going to be some of the names that you see um, against this lineup. And so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how those guys respond. I think that the biggest thing, though, and we'll get into more of this, uh, just just out of the week, what you want to see from LSU's staff um, is just them being able to hold up, um, just seeing some of the depth or for what we don't, for what we know right now, lack of depth that has shown out of the bullpen. If some of those guys can get going a little bit, that would be probably the biggest thing I'd want to see out of this week if they can, you know, scratch together a couple wins, maybe get into the weekend. But more, more importantly, just to see how that bullpen holds up uh, against some of these really stout offenses here in the SEC. Yeah, and obviously, you know, one of the big questions is how does LSU lay out that pitching staff? And you know, if this was a regional or a super regional where you lose, you go home, essentially, kind of deal, um, and your season's over. You would obviously want to take care of it day by day. You can't really worry about tomorrow until you win today. And this is obviously a little bit different. We've had some great conversation on our board about this. Uh, Glenn, and and I sit in the camp, and this is just obviously, like we said, it's 2 o'clock. We don't know what – I mean, I'm sure we'll know. And by by the time that we release this podcast, folks might know, you know, who the starter is. Would it be surprising to see Ty Floyd get the nod, uh, you know, in, in the South Carolina game – and pitching schemes that next game, win or lose, um, I'll argue this. I don't. I think Skeens is going to pitch no matter what. Like if LSU were to just play two games and be done, uh, they you have to pitch Skeens in my opinion because you can't really go two weeks without him pitching, getting ready for a regional in Baton Rouge. Um, kind of your thoughts on you know the pitching staff. I know you alluded to it right there. I mean, if you, what's your best guess? How would you see this kind of rolling out? Yeah, I don't know that. Going with Floyd, um, even though he did pitch on Friday, a Friday to Wednesday turnaround. Um, I, I don't know that the staffs or that the coaches are going to put him in that position to where he really needs to turn around, you know, for really four days later mm-hmm. and, and be ready uh, to, to give you uh, some some really deep a deep outing. Um, I, I think Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd are the two pitchers that I wouldn't touch in terms of preparation and in terms of how they operate and get ready. Um, because those are the two guys that need to stay consistent uh, in their in what they're doing uh, right now. Because those are the guys that you're going to be asking to get you into the sixth and seventh inning next weekend in the regional tournament. Um, and if you go out there and you throw Floyd six innings on a Wednesday, maybe try to get him back by the end of the week, or if you're still around, just just stick to what you're doing. It, it would be my best guess in terms of how they operate with the starters. So. Would imagine that if that, you know, when LSU plays a Thursday game, that Skeens would be on the mound for that. Um, again, this is just the best guess right now. I would imagine if they get to a Friday game, it would be Ty Floyd that's on the mound. 
Um, but yeah, look, I think the, the 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 best way that I think you can handle this Wednesday game is to kind of treat it like a midweek game. Um, go bullpen heavy, get a lot of those guys one, two innings, you know, max out their pitches at, you know, around 30, 35, whatever they feel comfortable with. Um, and, and really save a lot of the arms here for the end of the week. And so, um, you know, the, I think the, the, the big ultimate goal is to make sure that everybody feels good and everybody gets kind of a little bit of a warm up here before next weekend's regional. Um, that's what these opportunities in the conference tournament provide. Um, you know, outside of just winning it and, and being really competitive in this conference in this amateur tournament. But, um, you know, Coach Johnson, that's what he kind of called it yesterday, is pretty much the best uh, amateur tournament you have um, out there uh, in, in the SEC tournament. So, uh, yeah, just getting those guys, you know, just comfortable with what they're doing, making sure they have one or two good innings, um, and then just, you know, kind of make sure the focus is on next week. I think that's the most important thing. I wanted to ask this because it's also been a question in the importance of this tournament. Obviously, you ask a coach, you talk about these things, they're never going to say, we don't want to go in and win. Like, that's never going to happen. But with this situation, you, we've mentioned don't not wanting to mess with the rest, mess with the rest of some of these players. But if LSU wins tomorrow, and I'm looking at the bracket right here, if they win tomorrow, they would play again and um, – I'm positive. It took me a while. They play again at Thursday at 4.30. If they won that game, they wouldn't play again until Saturday. Um, Glenn, so really it's one of those things where you just win four straight and you're the SEC tournament champion if you can win the four straight in your LSU's position. But if you don't, if you start, if you lose a game, is there a strategy? Is there something where you say, man, if we if we get to Sunday and, look, pitchers are already running on fumes. It's this late in the season. It's been a long, grueling season. What's the advantage to getting to Sunday if you lose a game versus just losing two or losing or, or going one and two in the tournament, get it going home? Because I put this on the board. The past two years we've seen Ole Miss uh, get blasted. We've seen Mississippi State get blasted. And those two teams went on to uh, win the whole thing in the next year and set up their rotations, set up everything, got back to where they were and rest and everything like that. So is there advantage to going home early in this tournament? I think so. Uh, I, 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 it's it's so hard to answer just because there's so many contributing factors to if you lose a game here and there, or if you lose a game somewhere in the next couple of days, just kind of what that does to the the pitching staff in particular. Um, but I, but what I come back to for this particular LSU team is they have put themselves in a position where regardless of what happens this week in Hoover, whether they lose twice in a row, whether they win one and lose twice. Um, they're, they're going to be a top eight national seat. And I don't, I don't think any scenario that's out there right now, even if they go out there and lose 10, nothing both times in their, in their games, uh, the next couple of days, that that's not going to detract from what LSU is going to be in terms of a national seed. Um, and, and for that reason, I don't think that you need to be aggressive. I think you can be creative, but not aggressive in, in terms of how you set things up, um, you know, whether that's, you know, throwing a guy an extra inning or so, you know, making sure your guys are just 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 ready for next weekend is really the biggest thing, I think, for LSU. Going to be the biggest focus point. I mean, we talked with Jay Johnson about it on Monday. Um, didn't want to give up too much in terms of how they're strategizing with the pitching staff, but um, 
you know, I think the the, the plan is going to be for him to look ahead to next weekend and and be the the guy that's going to be making those decisions on what's best for the team. Um, because you know, this is an important tournament. It's nice if you win it. It's a nice little uh, you know, accolade that you can add to your season. Um, but the big one is next week and, and, and getting started on the right track with the, with, uh, with the regional. Um, and so I think everything that happens this week is going to be done with that in mind. Um, just, just, you know, knowing that that regionals next weekend and that they really need everybody to be at their best uh, for, for those games. And I'm with you there. I think it's a team by team situation. You know, a team like South Carolina that struggled down the stretch and is going to be playing LSU tomorrow. Like, this is a golden opportunity for them to build back up that momentum to see, you know, they haven't had a great offense. They put up nine against Georgia. Um, you know, if they come out tomorrow and their offense is clicking and they do really well, that's what could propel them, obviously, to whatever they're going to accomplish in the postseason. Uh, but I do agree with you. It's You don't and want some to teams need wins. Okay to lose. Yeah, exactly. Some, some teams, teams need wins win. at this time of year. LSU, Florida, Vanderbilt, those three teams don't need wins. I think those three teams are safe uh, in terms of a top eight national seed. Um, would yeah, you add I, Arkansas I, to that conversation too. I would certainly, yeah, Arkansas too. Yeah. I, I think those four um, are, are pretty much locks uh, to be a, a national seed, and which is really incredible. Then LSU has half yeah. of the top national, or SEC has you know four of the top eight national seeds. That'd be uh, pretty incredible. It's just you know again points to the how far and above this conference is in in, in this sport uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look that that's going to be. You know, for a team like South Carolina that is maybe fighting the two-three kind of bubble right now as a tournament team, um, you know, one-two maybe they're a regional host or on the bubble of a regional host right now. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the the top 25 rankings, but there are some teams here in this tournament that need to win games, and I just don't think LSU's in that conversation. And they need to strategize next week more than more than this week. So, obviously, wins. We talked about pitching staff a little bit, how it can lay out. I mean, obviously, some of the big storylines, I think, that one I'll be watching, and then I'll throw it to you, is, you know, Dylan Cruz. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, they're going to have to count on different times. We've talked about this offense. And in a year where ERAs are up across the entire country, um, you know, the guys that have low ERAs, those are the ones that are in for the Pitcher of the Year award. And it's a select group of kids that are being able to do that, Skeens being one of those guys. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What are some things that you feel like you want to see to feel comfortable going into next weekend? One for me would just be see – it'd be cool to see – it'd be great to see Dylan Cruz go like three for four with a home run tomorrow. And you say, okay, he's starting to, he's starting to feel like more like himself, uh, you know, going into 
regional play next weekend. Obviously, a big one's the pitching staff. Are there any names that you'd like to see kind of have a good outing, maybe an inning here in relief that maybe gives this team and this fan base a little more comfort? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about the pitching staff some, so maybe I'll focus on the offense with that. But um, certainly you want to see Dylan Cruz get back on track. I mean, he's had he had a couple good swings um, mm-hmm. against Georgia. I think overall, though, he'd probably tell you that it wasn't his best weekend. I mean, it looked like he was really starting to get back uh, with that midweek game last week and towards the end of the uh, Mississippi State series. But, um, you know, he had, he had, I think, five or six strikeouts this weekend, which is very – uncharacteristic for him in a three-day stretch to, to strike out that many times. So certainly want to see him get back to what we saw, you know, a month ago from when he was just hitting nukes every other couple of bats. I mean, he was just phenomenal. Um, you know, another name I'd like to see, you know, kind of show show you a little something is Gavin Dugas. He's been a little bit um, – I don't, I don't know what the right word is. He just hadn't – he hadn't performed the way that, you know, he – you know, showed to be able to earlier this year. He's just really struggled at times uh, with strikeouts in the last couple of weeks. And uh, you know, he's getting on base, you know, at least once a game. I mean, I know that the, the on-base streak is still around 50 games or so, but uh, just a little more consistency out of Dugas would really, I think, big be a big jolt to this lineup because he's come through with some really big hits throughout his career, really timely hits. Um, and that's, that's kind of stuff you need at this time of year is a guy that if you're down one or two runs to knock out, knock out a three run homer and, and really kind of turn the tide in a game, he's, he's got that kind of potential uh, in him. Um, you know, the, certainly defense, I think is another thing that has waned a little bit for LSU the last month or yeah. so they've, they've, they've made some more mistakes there. And um, when you have a, a bullpen or pitching staff, it's kind of struggled outside of, you know, two or three key guys, uh, you really need to play flawless defense behind them. And so um, mm-hmm. maybe having a cleaner week, week uh, on defense will, will really, I think, be a, a good momentum boost for this team heading into next week. But, yeah, those are probably just a couple names and a couple things that I'd like to see um, outside of the bullpen just being a little bit more consistent in terms of the arms they're using and which guys are performing well. Um, I think you need to start seeing some some turnaround there um, out of the bullpen. The guys really struggled, I think, on Saturday to kind of maintain that um, that, that game and from letting it get away. Uh, defense certainly contributed to that as well, um, but you, you, you want to see some more consistency out of the bullpen for sure. Yeah, it was the uh, – I can't remember which night it was, Glenn. I think it might have been Friday night. Uh, it didn't come back to bite him, if, it, if I believe, but you know, the pop flies to Jordan Thompson that he just lost. Um, and, and, Glenn, I've been to that stadium. It's not well lit. So it, it's something where there has been a history of guys losing balls if they get high enough above the lights. So, you know, it's, well, it's one thing for two guys that – I don't know about you, Glenn, but well past their prime athletically uh, to sit here and talk about the inability to catch a major league pop-up or, a, or anything like that. Yeah. It's much harder to do. But I think defensively, how key is it – we can dive into this a little bit more – when your pitching staff struggling, we know what Skeens is going to do. You kind of feel like that. You're start, you kind of feel comfortable with what other guys may give you. But, man, if you can be solid defensively, it helps so much for the psyche of a pitcher knowing that he can he doesn't have to strike everybody out. Like, he can pitch to contact and get outs. Um, maybe maybe a dark horse guy. Who's a guy that you think steps up maybe this week or going into next week? Um, you know, is it, is it a Malazzo? Is it a Hayden Travinsky continuing to, you know, just destroy the cover off of baseball? I mean, who, who's a guy that you think – they're going to have to rely on that's outside of the big premier names. Yeah, I mean, look, defensively, I think 
uh, what we talked about. You know, it, it's it's just make the routine play. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. to go out there diving for pop flies or whatever it is that Trey Morgan's been doing out in left field the last couple <laughs> weeks. It seems like he's making a Sports Center top ten play every other mm-hmm. game or so out in the outfield. Um, just just make the routine play in the infield. You know, they've had a couple errant throws. Um, certainly from the middle of the infield, uh, some, some drop catches, like you mentioned, um, some double plays that weren't quite turned quick enough. Um, if you can just make those kind of routine plays in those situations, it really, really helps out your pitching staff. Um, but just guys that I think might you know, be able to start ascending here. I think Josh Pearson's the name that comes to mind for me. He's been a guy that I've been really high on, you know, even throughout his struggles, you know, he's had an on base percentage of over 400 for most of the year. Um, so he, he, he's given you quality at bats and hasn't always led to success this year. I just, I always look up and he's at the plate and it's usually a two, two, three, two count kind of deal that he works, uh, on some of these at bats and it's just really consistent in that respect. And so, you know, if, if you can get him going, I know he had a five RBI weekend this weekend against Georgia. Um, if he if he can give you something there at the bottom of the lineup, man, that is just gravy on you know it's just icing on top of the cake there because a lot of these guys like you mentioned, Travinsky is playing really well right now. Um, yeah, Beloso, I think is a guy that you know, that maybe um, you look at and you kind of switch him and Jared Jones out on a given matchup, just just whatever you like. Um, you know, Belazo's had some really nice moments at catcher, so. It, it, it is going to be important for, for a lot of the supporting cast, the guys who aren't considered the superstars of the team um, to go out there and, and help contribute. And, and certainly that starts here against, you know, some, some really you know, quality opponents in Hoover. It's going to be important for a lot of those guys to, to really step up because you're facing really quality teams every day that you're going to be playing this, this week, um, you know, whether it's South Carolina today or, whatever it is, whoever it is down the week that you get to face. It's, it's going to be really important that everybody kind of gets gets back to the level they were playing at uh, really a month ago or so. Yeah, I think, too, it's also important to play sound when you have a team that's probably a little more desperate than you, uh, and that's going to be the case tomorrow. You talked about Seth Glenn, I may be battling on that 2-3 line, battling on the 1-2 line. You know, do you want to be the top two seed? Uh, I don't know. You know, that, 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 that is a conversation – that uh, I know South Carolina is having and, and a lot of people around D1 baseball, around the college baseball rankings are, are having as well. But it's going to be a fun week, obviously. I think currently, Glenn, Tennessee, Texas A&M playing. Last time I looked at that, I think the Aggies were up 2 to nothing over the Volunteers. So that's kind of a surprising note, Texas A&M trying to get some momentum. And uh, Tennessee, another one of those programs that uh, has had a tale of two seasons. And LSU trying to uh, avoid a tale of two seasons wants to continue to play strong. Uh, last question for you. It's been a conversation. It's been a big topic, a hot topic on our boards, on social media. Can this team get to Omaha with the way it's constructed, the way it's playing right now? Or does something really have to change in your mind? It's a, it's a great question. I, I, I think something has to change. Um, I think you need to – look, I think it was a good start um, against Georgia, but you want to see it now in Hoover. You want to see it next week in the regional – you, you got to find somebody late in the game that you can count on out of the bullpen. And Gavin Guidry has shown you to do that in late game situations. I think his best pitching has been when he's pitched in eighth and ninth innings and needed to get mm-hmm. the last you know, three, four, five outs. Um, you know, Thatcher you know, 
kind of gave it away there in the ninth and then really responded well in the 10th, 11th, and 12th. If that's something he can build on, if he's another arm that you can rely on at the end of games, um, that that would be huge uh, to, to, to get two guys where you feel comfortable with throwing to get you uh, a, a chance to extend your season, a chance to save your season, uh, a chance to potentially bring you to Omaha. I mean, like you need guys who can pitch in those situations. And um, we haven't seen a whole lot of it, uh, especially during SEC play. So I do think that needs to change uh, for LSU to make it to Omaha. Um, offensively, Look, I mean, we're we're splitting hairs here, but they haven't really, they haven't been what they were showing they could be for about three or four or five weeks there in the middle of the SEC play. I would say the last two or three weekends they haven't exactly been their best offensively. Um, yet they're still averaging nine, ten runs a game. I mean, they're they're still really doing a nice job, and 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 I don't think that, you know, I think. The biggest thing here is, the, and the kind of question you have to ask is, can the offense carry you to Omaha? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a yes at this point, um, just in the recent weeks that they've been playing. Um, but that doesn't mean it can't start to turn around this week against in, in Hoover. Um, I think uh, they, they started to figure some stuff out early in the Georgia series, and then you know they kind of lost their approach. I think we asked Dylan Cruz about that on Monday and he said that yeah they kind of they their game plan they got out of their plan a little bit uh, in game three so you want to see the offense bounce back after that and see uh, if they can't try to hang up 10 11 12 runs a couple times and really really feel comfortable with themselves heading into next week it's gonna be fun a lot of fun uh, obviously LSU feels really comfortable on that number one line and then would love to get to a super regional which, Glenn, I will tell you, the updated one-day report on uh, from last yesterday's conversation about would the wife let me sneak away uh, for the Super Regional if LSU gets that far, potentially if it is a Saturday, Sunday, Monday Super Regional. Fans don't know some of those regionals are on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yep. The others are on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So uh, I might have to get a, get you to write me a note. Uh, um, you know that you need that you need me. You, you got to meet for dinner. We got to talk about some big business. Yeah, uh, you'll have to hit me up with. <laughs> Yeah, if I need to be writing you notes, I don't think that we're in a very good spot, Bryce. I, think I can't be writing you notes. Man. You, you got you to tell her, look, I'm going out for for some work business. For, for a business meeting. A business, for a business meeting. meeting. It's just, exactly. just going to be – just going to be on campus. But, no, hey, we appreciate you listening. Kind of an all-inclusive here talking to the SEC tournament. It's going to be a fun week. And I encourage fans to enjoy it, too. I mean, look, um, we get caught up so much in, oh, gosh, Dylan Cruz, he's only batting, what, 423 now in the season. I mean, he's yeah, crazy. But this you're, you're watching some professional players, and this is going to be a chance, too, to watch some of these guys for the last time in an LSU uniform. And, uh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what these guys do at the next level. So you got to cherish the next couple of weeks because it's going to be really fun to see what they can do in the purple and gold. For Glenn West, my name is Bryce Coon. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Go 24-7 podcast. Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Do the same and leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well. And finally, certainly not least, make sure to head over to Go 24-7 for some of the latest news. We're going to have coverage all week long and including some recruiting stuff. Football coverage never ends as we get closer and closer to the start of the season under... Uh, Glenn, I don't know how much you pay attention. I think we're 95 days from Hawaii going to Vanderbilt. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I think we're at the 100-day mark of LSU, uh, South Carolina, or LSU Florida State next week. Yeah. I don't know when. I think maybe Thursday or Friday of next week is when that I think so. goes down. So 
And we're yeah, going to be doing some special there. coverage of that as well, too. So it's going to be a ton of fun. We'll talk to you, though, uh, next time here on the Go 